When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is Stanley Black & Decker a potential buy now? First, we're using the Select 6 analysis to look at the most telling financial metrics. Then stay tuned as we estimate a fair value for the company. After that, you'll want to watch till the end when we give our final rating. Along the way, there's going to be a key bonus metric that just might be the tipping point when analyzing Stanley Black & Decker for your stock portfolio. This analysis is going to be intense, but worth it. Before we get into these valuable metrics, how has Stanley Black & Decker performed? Right now, the company trades for $83.58 per share. Year-to-date, they perform neck-and-neck with the S&P 500. They're both up just over 11%. Things really diverged for Stanley Black & Decker at the beginning of 2020. They had a sharper drawdown than the market during that crash. Then they rebounded. Since 2021, Stanley Black & Decker has underperformed the market. In the last decade, their stock price is only up 4.5% overall. When we go back before the global financial crisis, in the last 18 and a half years, Stanley Black & Decker has compounded at just 4% annually. They underperformed the market over this time, even though they were beating the market until 2021. Their stock price isn't the only thing that matters for the business. Right now, Stanley Black & Decker offers a big 3.83% dividend yield. Their average yield over this time is added to any returns in their stock. The business trades $20 below its 52-week high. They're up $14 from their 52-week low. There's a lot of short interest in the business, with 5.5% of their shares sold short. Stanley Black & Decker is a good-sized company. They have a $13 billion market cap. But the burning question is, why should we be paying close attention to Stanley Black & Decker? Stanley Black & Decker is a manufacturer of hand and power tools. The company operates in two reportable segments, namely tools and outdoor and industrial. It generates maximum revenue from the tools and outdoor segment, That segment's comprised of the power tools group, hand tools, accessories, and storage, and outdoor power equipment businesses. Geographically, the company derives a majority of its revenue from the United States. Now let's dive deep into their numbers. Metric number one, we want their average return on capital in the last five years to be above 14%. The average business earns a 7% return on capital. When we look for a benchmark that's double this, we can build in margin of safety based on the quality of the business. Stanley Black & Decker earned above average returns in four of these last five years, coming in in the low double digits. The business's returns have been on a slide since 2021. They're down three years in a row. When these are combined, they earn 10.6% returns in an average year. That's a few percentage points above an average business, but it's below the benchmark we're looking for. This is an X on metric number one. Metric number two, we're looking for growth. We want to see five-year revenue, net income, and free cash flow growth. This metric's all or nothing. All three need to be up. We'll include their numbers from their last 12 months as well, which aren't shown on this chart. In this time, the company's grown their revenues by 16%. Their earnings are up 30%. However, their free cash flows, which were positive in four of the last five years, have actually been negative in their last fiscal year and in their last 12 months. When we dig in a little deeper, the company had a number of big changes. They took losses in other operating activities, net cash from discontinued operations, a big change in inventories, a big change in unearned earnings, 
and a big change in accounts payable. Those all contributed to negative cash from operations in their last fiscal year. Some of those charges were taken in the last 12 months, so their cash from operations today are positive, but that doesn't outdo their capital expenditures. Because of that, their free cash flows are still negative. This is an X on metric number two. Metric number three, we want earnings per share growth in the last five years. This looks at Stanley Black & Decker from the view of an individual shareholder. In this time, we learned their earnings have grown by 30%. The companies also bought back just a tiny amount of their shares. Because of this, their earnings per share have grown. This is our first check of the day on metric number three. Metric number four, we want free cash flow per share growth. Again, their free cash flows are negative today. Even though they bought back a tiny amount of shares, this doesn't offset these declines. This is an X on metric number four. So far to recap, through four metrics, we have one check and three Xs for Stanley Black & Decker. How will the business perform in the rest of our analysis? We'll find out, but first, we need to cover our bonus. Right now, Stanley Black & Decker pays a big 3.83% dividend yield, but we want that covered by their free cash flows. That's what we're looking for as our bonus. Stanley Black & Decker has grown their dividend payouts in each of the last five years. They've even grown them today when their free cash flows are negative. At the same time, they've only supported these dividends in three of these five years up until 2021. They haven't supported them since then. They don't support them today. Not necessarily great to see, although the company did do a major restructuring, which is why they had those negative cash flows. Keep that in mind as you dig in and learn more about the business. Either way, their free cash flows don't support their dividends today. This is an X on our bonus. In recessions, it's businesses with too much debt that can get into the biggest trouble, have the biggest losses, or even go bankrupt. Metric number five, we want their net debt, which is their total debt minus their cash and their short-term investments, to be below the sum of their free cash flows in their last five fiscal years. In this time, Stanley Black & Decker has increased their net debt position. They've made a few acquisitions, and they've continued paying out cash to shareholders, even as their free cash flows went negative. They ended last year with $7.5 billion in net debt. Today, they have $8 billion. In the last five fiscal years, when we add up their free cash flows, they've produced $1.7 billion worth of free cash flow. Keep in mind that includes their $2 billion hit in 2022. Either way you look at it, Stanley Black & Decker uses more debt than their free cash flow support. That's not what we want to see here, as it means the company's using quite a bit of leverage in their business. Dig into how this is structured to understand if this could potentially cause issues for Stanley Black & Decker. However, this is an X on metric number five. We'd rather see that the company was more cash flow generative compared to the debt they're using in their business. The big metric of them all, metric number six, we want Stanley Black & Decker's average five-year free cash flow divided by their enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. Right now, they have a $21 billion enterprise value. This accounts for both their market cap and their net debt position. It looks at the business similar to it being a private company. In the last five years, we learned they generated $1.7 billion of free cash flow. This means in an average year, they generate $335 million of free cash flow. When we divide that by their enterprise value, we get a 1.6% average free cash flow to enterprise value yield. Even if we added back their terrible results from 2022, that would still only give us around a 3.3% cash flow to enterprise value yield. On a current basis, they have a negative yield. These yields come in below the 10-year treasury. They're below the risk premium we wanted to see as well. Because of this, on metric number six, this is an X. Don't just throw the business out. We're not finished. We still need to estimate their fair value and talk about our rating. Everything we've discussed so far is important, but there's something missing that, in my opinion, is the main reason to analyze Stanley Black & Decker. 
This takes us on to using a discounted cash flow model to estimate their fair value per share. A DCF model is based on the predictability of a company's free cash flows. Like any model in any discipline, its outputs are sensitive to its inputs. We're starting with an average of their free cash flows in their last five fiscal years, then using historical assumptions to grow these into the future. It's up to you to figure out if these will be accurate or not for the business. They had a pretty terrible year last year. While things have picked up and they're not as bad in their last 12 months, it's so far below this historical performance. If we assume they grow their free cash flows at 5% annually in the next decade, then in the following decade, if these grow at 4% annually, we won't add in their tangible book value as that's likely skewed based on how the accounting's done for the business. If we want a 15% rate of return, which is what Warren Buffett looks for from his investments, if today's valuations are the same 20 years into the future, an estimate of Stanley Black & Decker's fair value is around $51 per share. That's down nearly $32 from their current stock price. Keep some key points in mind. Stanley Black & Decker has not been that predictable in their past. Their last decade was more or less a wash for shareholders. Because of this, the company has low business predictability. This discount rate is an estimate of total returns to shareholders based on their free cash flows. It includes their average dividend yield and any potential gains in their stock. Most importantly, this analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. Consult with your financial advisor before making any investment decision. Now let's talk about our rating for the business. So far, we've learned Stanley Black & Decker checks the box on one of our six metrics. They've only grown their earnings per share. The company also misses out on our bonus. They've continued to increase their dividends even as their free cash flows are negative and their dividends aren't supported. While the company earns above average returns on capital and they have grown both their revenues and their earnings, they have a free cash flow problem. They've also more than doubled their debt position in the last five years alone. Keep in mind this isn't financial advice. Right now, their free cash flow to enterprise value yield doesn't look attractive compared to the 10-year treasury. When we performed our discounted cash flow valuation from today's multiples, if they're the same 20 years into the future, you believe those assumptions and you want a 15% rate of return. An estimate for Stanley Black & Decker's fair value per share is around $51. Down $32 from their current stock price, Stanley Black & Decker last traded at those levels in the winter of 2009. When we look at all the company's factors, Stanley Black & Decker looks like a weak candidate for more research. Don't let that discourage you if you're interested in the business. If you enjoyed learning about Stanley Black & Decker, like the video and subscribe to the channel for more.